Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, things are things are rocking and rolling. Uh, just, uh, yeah, it's crazy around the pipe shop. And we've been, um, man, booming with uh, lots of mail orders recently. That uh, side of our business is really growing. And uh, working on some new blends. That's been fun. We're uh, kind of getting close to finalizing a couple couple of neat things. And um, mm. yeah, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. You're, you're getting close. We're getting to close. Finalizing a couple of neat things. It's October 11th. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just you putting just some make pieces sure you together. You got that in your uh in your your little black book or your Rolodex or whatever. Just make sure the microphone was on, uh the recording was going when I said that. <laughs> well, no, I'm just I'm just putting the pieces together, man. We got the holiday season coming up. We're well, in the kitchen. I'm just I'm well, just, you know. I, okay, okay. You you, you, uh, draw, right. you you draw from it what you will, but you know, yeah. I, I reserve the right to just blow up any 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 uh in, inferences that you're making. <laughs> no, this is this is pure this is pure speculation. Yeah, Do not misunderstand. Stand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, you schmuck. <laughs> What's going no, on with you, dude? Oh, dude, I am I am doing very well. Actually, I just got back into town. I uh, went for a recording retreat a couple of days ago with some uh, some friends and some brothers. Yeah. And man, we were yeah. uh, enjoying some excellent, excellent pipe tobacco from the Country Squire. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, dude. And also, I was rocking my Country Squire ring, uh, which is... Yeah. Uh, dude, all right. I got to talk about this real quick. So we announced it last week, the Country Squire ring, Retro Radio ring. And uh, it's it's a gorgeous ring. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's but very handsome. Like like, you know. And like I've mentioned before, I've worn a ring on my right hand in the past. This yeah. uh, family ring, and I got to tell you, like you know, which it, it's and it's a beautiful heirloom. I'm, I enjoy wearing it. It's it's kind of, it's very fancy from that standpoint. It's got kind yeah. of that. You know, if I could kind of make the comparison to like, you know, mobsters, how they've got their kind of rings, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what the family ring is to some extent. It's, it's a little on that kind of shiny side. Dude, yeah. the Country Squire ring is a handsome ring, man. It's a, I, it's a well done, uh, more, it just has a masculine feel to it. I appreciate it for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a good heft to it. It does. It's a it's a weighty, substantial piece of jewelry. And it's something that um, I think even the more subdued uh a uh, gentleman who um you know isn't maybe necessarily used to wearing uh things like that might enjoy so um so and it comes from a I mean, just a great artisan and uh his workshop and you can tell a lot of care went into it so um man really proud of him really proud to wear it and um and and so thankful for him i know everyone's going to be really really pleased with him who who orders them yeah absolutely super comfortable too i've been wearing it like this like la- entire last past week and yeah. uh you know it's it's just kind of become a, a, a normal thing i take it off when i like go for a run or, or when i sleep so it's not like a wedding band or anything like that but it's a it's a good looking ring so we're really proud of it um we have uh got got the got the data this morning got the <laughs> got the, the notes this morning that those things are flying off the shelves and again this is going to be a limited series run so if you yeah. want your country squire ring uh, you can head over to uh, sylvanforgecreations.com and go ahead and get your order in. There are only uh, only 50 of these things, so uh, and, and not that many anymore. So please head over there and make sure you get your ring yeah. while uh, while supplies last. But really proud of this thing. Uh, Mimo Briar, too. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit more next week. But. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It's uh, it, it's it's cool. It's a pipe smoker's ring. It's a uh, it's a it's a country squire radio ring. It's a uh, it, it's it's something neat. We're proud of it. So. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. hey, uh, before we get started, we got we got a lot of fun things to talk about, man. Yeah. We've got some some new club members, but there's something I want to make mention of real quick. Uh, y'all, you know, if you've been listening 
listening to this show for quite some time, you may occasionally hear us uh, reference our editor, Mike, yeah. who is uh, very diligent behind the scenes, making sure that we sound good, uh, you know, making sure that we that <laughs> you're hearing a, a good coherent... Guy's got his work cut out for him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does. It really does. If, if you knew how many sorry mics that get cut from the, <laughs> this, uh, <Yeah. laughs> from the, the audio that we sent to him, but he, he does a great job for us. Man, he he had some uh, just some some family tragedy this week with his his father passing away, and I just want to make mention of him. Just keep him in your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, he's like I said, he is behind the scenes. Uh, you 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 hear his efforts every single week without knowing about it, and um, yeah, yeah. So just want to yeah. want to give kind of uh, some thoughts to Mike, and um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate Bo mentioning that, Mike. Um, you know, since he's come on board as our um, you know, kind of producer and editor. Uh, for the past several years has just done an outstanding job. And, and this show really is, a, it, it's his work as much as it is ours, you know. Um, he's a part of the family and a part of the crew and, um, and it, and it just wouldn't happen without his, um, expertise and, and, uh, and creativity and all that. And so, um, anyway, we love you, Mike. We're, um, we're really just sorry about your father and, um, and we, um, we wish you the best brother. We're here, here with you. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, Hey, like I mentioned, we've got some new club members joining and supporting the show. So we got the Country Squire Radio, uh, Patreon, uh, page, which is patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio, where, uh, folks from all over the world have joined to help make this show happen. We've got quite a few new members to give some major we shout outs do, to. We do, man. This is awesome. I don't know if we've had this many uh, new uh, new signees in, a, in quite a while. It's, great. It's, been, it's been a minute all at once, to be sure. Yeah. Man, all right. So first off, joining at the Squire level, it is Adam Dumbledore. So I got to <laughs> imagine that he is related to the legendary uh, headmaster of Hogwarts. Adam, uh, you got the hookup, man. It, it, you're, oh, wait. Such an, you're such an idiot. That's not what it says. <laughs> Adam Dunbar, uh, man. I, you know, Adam, you're, you're just a great sport. Thank you for uh, supporting our show, man. We, uh, we really appreciate you hopping in there at the Squire level. Man, uh, and at a pilgrim level, we've got, and of course, you've heard of Milner. Uh, that is the, the the hammer of Thor. Well, we've got Mike Fjolmir, who is the not hammer of Thor. You, you didn't even say his first name right. You, I said you, Mark. You said, said Mark Mike. Fjolmir. You said Mike. Oh, did I say Mike? I'm sorry. You said Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I worked Mark. so hard to get the last name wrong. I ended up accidentally messing up the first name. <laughs> you, you just have so many ailments. Uh, <laughs> Mark Fulmer, man. Thanks for hopping on at the Pilgrim level. <laughs> also at the Pilgrim level, Matthew Keller. Related yeah. to Timothy Keller? Uh, it, maybe. Maybe. Or or Helen, you know? I mean, there's, there's other famous Kellers, yeah. Helen's less um, famous uh, great nephew. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly yes. right. Uh, well, that's Matthew. Timothy Keller, but this is, this is Matthew Keller. So there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We also got the patrons, man. We got some new patrons as well with Randy Berger and Dennis Mack. Thank y'all so much for your support of the show. And again, head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio where you can keep the show going every single week without fail and you too can have your name butchered by me. <laughs> Which is, it's not a perk. All right. So <laughs> it's a privilege, Bo. It's, it is a it is a privilege. You know what? I like that. It's not a perk. It's a privilege. There, there you go. Uh, all right. So, guys, we have got a great show for you. Uh, if you can't tell by the energy that you're coming into here at the top of the show, it's a Squire Select, baby. Yeah. 
All right. We have got. Why do I get more up for that? You know, I'm just so excited. Yeah. It's, it's no, great. there's just something yeah. about the uh, about the Squire Selects. Now, for new listeners, yeah. this is where we take some kind of beverage, generally, which is also generally some kind of whiskey, and certainly is today, and we pair that with some pipe tobacco. Now, I am super stoked about these two beverages that we're going to be talking about for very different reasons, as as you'll find as we dive in here. And you know, one of the great things that has been a benefit of me, you know, coming over to uh, to Houston, Texas, the fourth largest city in America, having access to all kinds of quality food and beverages from all over the planet, is that there is kind of a large uh, offering here of uh, of whiskeys that are kind of a little bit harder to find in Mississippi. Now, <laughs> yeah, y'all get the good stuff. Like over here, you know, in Podunk, we, you know, we get, you know, the kind of normal fare. I mean, you know, occasionally a bottle of Buffalo Trace might show up or something, but uh, maybe you get all this exotic stuff. It's really neat. Now, you say good stuff, and I'm going to challenge okay, that Okay, okay, yeah, exotic stuff. Yeah. yeah st- stuff that's maybe hard to, hard to find. Yeah, <laughs> because I would actually argue, and I don't want to tip the bean can here, but the point is I would actually make the argument that when you <laughs> have less of a selection that means there's more like emphasis on putting a curation on quality stuff for example mm. Houston has mm. tons of quality restaurants but there's also a couple of not not great ones in there but there's so many of them that it can be really difficult mm. to know what to choose back home in Jackson if I want to go to breakfast I got like two or three places and they're all top notch you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they're all fine. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep, yep. there's like there's not enough people to have that kind of competition <laughs> for more than that. So you, right. the winner is anybody who's trying to get on top has to be really good to get on top. And so all that to say, yeah, are your grits bad? Uh, just go out of business. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, you, you have no right to exist. You're not you're not lasting <laughs> two seconds. No, that's exactly right. But no, so we got we got some good stuff to dive into here. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about Belfer first if that's all right with yeah. you. Yeah. Is that all right yeah. with you? I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So this this is really exciting cuz after me just like going off on like we've got, you know, beverages from all around the world, I start off with the Texas beverage right here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Texas pecan whiskey, baby. Man, it, it it is Texas pecan whiskey. Belfour of uh, it, it, the official name is Bourbon Whiskey finished with Texas pecan wood. And uh, man, is this an interesting whiskey? Just really got a um, really handsome kind of presentation. And it's a Texas whiskey. It's something that in the you know kind of southern part of the. Uh, United States have a little easier chance of finding, but um, my guess is it'll it'll propagate around. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bo, what do you what what are your first impressions, huh? Well, before even diving into the flavor, you gotta you gotta make mention of kind of where this thing comes from. John David, you're you're a well renowned and celebrated hockey fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, when you think of John David Cole, you think of pro hockey, right? Well, you know what's wild is when you think of, like, the South, you don't exactly think of pro hockey. But the fact of the matter is, we got some hockey down here. We do. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, we uh, they had a, a one of the minor league uh, hockey teams, the Jackson Bandits. Bandits, And, and the, only, yes. the only reason – I still have a, a ball cap somewhere from them, and the, the only reason I ever went – to a bandits game was so I could see those guys fight because occasionally there would be <laughs> occasionally like, you know, someone would really make, you know, a connection with like someone's nose or, you know, uh, uh, someone's lip would bust open and like that. It'd just be like blood on the eye. It was, it was a disaster. No, like, that and, is exactly and, you know, right. 
Yeah, as a twelve-year-old, you know, boy in Jackson, Mississippi, that's hey, that's that's as good as going to the Texaco, man. <laughs> Listen, that's that. Look, growing up in Mississippi, like like when they brought the bandits in, like hockey is marketed to us as boxing on ice. You know, like that's yeah. what, like that's the way that we're kind of brought <laughs> that's into. How they it. sold. It. And I mean, like you know, they got the River Kings in North Mississippi as well. There, there, there is hockey in Mississippi besides the bandits, yeah. the short-lived bandits team. It's there. Yeah, it's, my alma mater, Mississippi State, has a uh, has a has a hockey team, and and I hear they're pretty good. You know, I've never been to any games, but I, I bet they bet those folks are talented and, and have a lot of fun. Look, yeah. much like the Jamaican bobsled team, Dallas Stars, even though you would not expect them to know anything on what to do with ice here, were 1999 champions. OK, and so the Dallas Stars are rather the goalie for the Dallas Stars uh, was a guy named. Eddie the Eagle Belfer. And so that's this whiskey. I know you were like, where on it's earth like, is he going with How are with we this? tying this in? I know, right? I thought this was a Squire Select. It's a pipe smoking podcast. We're talking about booze and now it's the, the hockey. And who really cares about hockey except people in Minnesota? And like, what is going on here? Yeah. No. So this is this is really interesting because we have covered some whiskeys before that have kind of celebrity names behind them. Yeah. And there's yeah. some that are out there that are like, okay, you know, they clearly got a celebrity to slap his name on the thing. And then it's just just, you know, you're paying extra for the name behind it. But that's not the case yeah. with Eddie the Eagle. Uh, he is a a very much a bourbon nerd. He's kind of process for going through and finding kind of this particular yeah. distillery and working with them to create this very kind of unique bourbon was it's different. It, yeah. it is very different was a process. This was not something just to kind of find something to put his name on. After all, yeah. you know, it's not like Eddie the Eagle from the Dallas Stars is like, you know, has the kind of pull in the bourbon world to make major sales. This is somebody who entered into this space and really yep. enjoys it. So uh, we're talking yep. about 60% corn, 30% wheat, 10% malt burley. And, you know, the we'll talk about the bottle here in a second. But when you taste it, man, what are some of the, the flavors that kind of come out to you? Well, it's just interesting. I, I, I do think my first impressions, and, and by the way, actually, while we're sitting here chatting, I was like, where, you know, where is this distributed? And it's actually much more widely distributed than I thought. I'm seeing um, distribution points in uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, the Carolinas, Georgia, uh, the upper Midwest, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Illinois, the Dakotas, Minnesota. So, I mean, this is around. There's several places in the Northeast, lower New England. So, you know, keep, keep an eye on this. I mean, keep, you know, if, if this sounds like something that might appeal to you. Uh, and, of course, uh, there's online shopping as well. But, um, yeah, you know, so this is an interesting whiskey, Bo. It really is. Uh, Belfour, I think this is going to be a polarizing whiskey. Mm, but I, yeah. I rather I rather like it. It's It's got a raw taste to it. It, not an unsophisticated uh, taste. It just kind of tastes gruff. It's something that reminds me of something that would, my grandfather would have really enjoyed. You know, just kind of rough around the edges, but but brilliant. I think it's uh, it's it's really good. And of course, Belfour, who obviously hockey star and has some resources, but also happens to be a spirits nerd and kind of dives off into this as a second career. I think he's got some pretty good juice here. It's uh, it, it's it's a classic a classic case of a whiskey enthusiast turned distiller into kind of a new career but i think it's good stuff yeah, yeah. and i gotta tell you man i like i like the pecan finish like there, there's a there's almost like a cinnamon like a hint of cinnamon that you kind of pull out from it or at least yeah. that i do and I, i'm sure that kind of comes from that pecan finish and it's really good it surprised me it very much surprised yeah. me for all the reasons you just gave which is when i yeah. picked up the bottle i was assuming a very different kind of experience something that was a little yeah. bit more 
ritzy and smooth i suppose for but but bougie <laughs> yeah yeah i i have to say in the pipe tobacco world you know we're all because of the tins and how collectible they are and how attractive they are we're all in some sense tied to like the artwork and the connectivity of you know the packaging to the product and everything and yeah I'd, I'd like to say that ah you know that doesn't affect me as much as uh, as, <laughs> as, it, as, it, as it does but right. uh, but it does and man this this bottle is like it, it's like if f scott fitzgerald could could design a bottle that that was for the great Gatsby. Exactly. Maybe this bottle. That, dude, I was <laughs> about so to say. It's so cool, yes. man. It's so yeah. cool. I feel like, you know, we should be like on the top of the Empire State Building or something, you know, just like in the, you know, roaring 20s or the 1930s with this uh, this beautiful bottle. It's very, very elegant. It's like, it's almost as if you could take the entire, like just if, if Art Deco was glass, it would be this bottle. Yeah. Like that is what yeah. you're looking at. And I mean, like it's, it is, it yeah. is an absolutely beautiful bottle. And it is the main reason why it stood out to me. I mean, I was walking by it. It's a showstopper. You look at it, you pick it up, and yeah. it's it's great. It's got, of course, the eagle that's on it, which is a reference to, of course, its nickname. But even the eagle is done up in that Art Deco style. The texture of the bottle is kind of like these um, almost little pyramid type of feel if you run your finger over it. Yeah, I forget what they call that. It's like a almost like a like a peccary finish or something. It's got these uh, dimples all over the bottle. It's just very uh, tactile. It's something that you want to touch because it's got this kind of a kind of outside texture to it. That's right, man. It's hefty. It, it makes you feel like you don't want to drop this because it's it's not cheap and it's not cheap. It is going to be a little <laughs> bit more of expensive, ranging anywhere from, you know, around 90 bucks, but it's it's delicious. And yeah. as I mentioned before, it does have a very unique flavor. So John David, I'm very yeah. curious as to what, when you sipped on this, when you were able to kind of experience this, what what pipe tobacco was really speaking to you? Well, okay. First all, first off, I do have to mention to the point. So they, you know, they finished this with pecan wood. And when I was doing research, you know, you get on first place you go is your their website, and you, you know, start digging around. Okay, well, how did they describe it? What do you know if the the manufacturer themselves of anything? What are they saying? And then what are other people saying? Right. And so they st- <laughs> they say it's finished with pecan wood, and then they start the description on their website by talking about a three hundred year old pecan tree on their ranch. And before I read the rest of that paragraph, I thought to myself, did they cut down a 300-year-old pecan tree? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of got angry, and then I read the rest of the paragraph and, and, and realized that, no, no, they, they did not do that, <laughs> which is really good. Uh, but um, yeah, so what, what they've done here is they've aged the whiskey in white oak barrels, but then later in the process, they've added these staves of pecan wood, which is just just really interesting. And, and I think this is a polarizing spirit. It's one of those that... You know, if you're thinking about a uh, just a classic bourbon taste that kind of features that corn, features that corn sweetness, I, I think, you know, you don't go into it with that concept. But after tasting this, it's not as polarizing, though, as, you know, a lot of these high-end whiskeys now are finished in like a sherry cask or finished in a uh, like a port barrel or something like that. And it, it's, it doesn't have that kind of sweetness to it. It's got like a graham cracker kind of kind of hmm, okay yeah, it's, I can really, see that. yeah. it's really interesting yeah I, I i really i quite liked it it's a slight sweetness uh, on the nose and then of course the uh taste 
uh, for me, the you know the the initial palate, you get brown sugar, allspice, a little butterscotch, and uh, and then of course that um, that woodiness that uh, you would expect from the pecan wood that that I think leans in more towards that kind of uh, kind of brown sugar element that's there. And then the finish, you know, for me was uh, was kind of a vanilla nougat, and so uh, really enjoyed that. I will say my wife despised it. She was like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is one of those that I, I really enjoyed and thought would be good for not just a change up, but like a some of these whiskeys that we review. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like they, you know, put this whiskey in a pickle jar and you know aged it and. You might drink that once every three years, but like this is something that I could see myself regularly drinking, you know? <laughs> right. right. I, I wanted to pair it with something that might bring out more of the full-bodied nature that you might think of with a bourbon, something that rounds it out a little more, takes some of those gruff, rougher edges that that I referred to earlier and, and kind of just smooths them out just a little bit. But I, I wanted something thick and, and meaty that was, was a substantial tobacco that would augment the flavors of the Belfour and not compete too much with it. So I, I went with a very high-quality tobacco, one that I, I've had in my cellar for quite a while, and it's GLP's Kensington. Ooh, uh, Kensington, okay, huh. uh, yeah, it's a, of course, of course, Greg Peace, one of the uh, you know our favorite blenders, and you know he developed Kensington years ago. I think it's almost a twenty-year-old blend now, but medium-bodied Balkan-style blend. Uh, we've got uh, Orientals, Turkish tobaccos, bright and red Virginia leaves, and then uh, and then of course Latakia. They he kind of refers to this as a milder, medium to mild Balkan-style blend. So it's a it's a you know it's got the roundedness and the 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 full mouthfeel of an English blend, but it's a little on the milder side. And so for me, as you know, if you've listened to the show a long time, I don't smoke a whole lot of English style blends. And so uh, for me, any amount of Latakia tends to be like, you know, pretty full bodied. But uh, I do think this is very approachable and it's something that's just very smokable for all day. And even for someone like me that has a really nice, uh, sophisticated palate to it, it just adds a little sophistication and depth, I think, to the experience of the uh, pecan finished uh, bourbon from Belfour, and um, anyway, it was a, it was a good pairing. I, I really enjoyed it. That's pretty good. I just realized too, we didn't kink, clink our glasses and all that. No, Man, well, just, it kind of grieves me. All right, yeah. so I hate to say I mean, it, but like, I, I guess I'll pull. You the, don't have a you're, you don't have your glass, do you? Well, I, I already. All right, so I'll pull the curtain back and say, John David, I had like a little business meeting beforehand, and I, I may have drunken this one. Oh, you drank it all. I drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> so if I turkey, all right. Well, I'm gonna sit here and just drink this for you then. Yeah, cheers, both. Cheers. <laughs> there we go. We got a little bit of a clink. I, I just clinked mm. my uh, my test tube with a <laughs> with a can, <laughs> a salsa can. All right. So that's funny. What I love about this is, as we've acknowledged here, the Belfort, like the big the big benefit of this is the marketing and the branding, which I and I think it it speaks to the fact that they they were. You know, not that they're not proud of of their owner. The name is right there on the name of the <laughs> name of the whiskey, but that they were kind of going with a, a certain kind of feel that doesn't exactly communicate, you know, Dallas hockey, right? Yeah, and I I appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, they, they could have easily gone with that. I mean, uh, Ed, Ed Belfour. This, I mean, we're talking about a 
World Hockey Hall of Fame inductee, yeah, right? I mean, this yeah. is someone that, you know, spent uh, decades in the league and, you know, played in uh, several markets, uh, very well accomplished. And so, I mean, it, you know, they could have leaned into that more, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't. And even on their website, you know, you see the eagle here and there and there's little uh, elements of it on the bottle. But this is something that the, the focus is on the whiskey. It's on the product. And I think it's a product, you know, that stands alone really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the thing, right, though? It's about the marketing. It's about the marketing that gets your attention and communicates you're dealing with something that is high quality or at least is presenting itself as high quality and seeks to rise to that challenge that it makes when it first it makes it makes a promise with your eyes that it seeks to uh, uh, to 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 capitalize on to to clinch with the taste. That is that is what, what Belfort has done. And in a similar fashion, let's switch over to the next one we have this week which is Puncher's Chance. Now, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, I don't even know. Well, this well, is hang really, on. Let, let, me, let me try to, let, before, before, I know exactly where to start. This is really something. That, that, you know, what a great, that, you know, that's exactly right. I need, to, really I need to cast your mind back, man, to a couple months back when I was kind of stocking up and, and kind of advanced for the year. <laughs> Um, we, we had been through some things, you know, obviously we've, we, uh, we as a, 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 a country and in fact a planet have had been through some things. Uh, and then here in the South, we had been through a, a, a an extremely quick ice age. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, after all of that was said and done, we in our neighborhood had a tiger. We had a, a, a Bengal tiger. Oh, that's right. Living in our neighborhood that was this owned. This made national news. I forgot we had mentioned this on the show. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a loose. Was it like escaped from someone's home? A, a, like a serial a killer. Tiger. A serial killer. Yeah, John David. We had a pet tiger owned by. Well, I don't know if he was a serial killer, but he was he was wanted for murder. Anyway, point is, we had this dude. You know, and when he wasn't killing people, he was taking care of his pet tiger, which he felt very, you know, connected to. Only, only in Texas. And not I, to be clear, Texas is a big state. This was my neighborhood, right? <laughs> like, like right. and I made that like clear. The tiger enough. was on your like, uh, like down the street from you. Yes, right. yes. I got it. Yeah. Like, and okay. that's the funny thing is that uh, I made it. You know, I tried to like dance around that a little bit when the episode came out, but then Brian Levine yeah. just like texted me the name of my neighborhood. And I was like, all right, well, I wasn't being that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, point is that uh, at, after that, that same week was the week that I was stocking up on the whiskey. And here I am, I'm okay. walking through and I see, you know, these beautiful bottles. We've got some great, you know, we, we, we got the rum that we've already done. We've got some uh, great stuff yeah, coming yeah. before the end of the year that also is from that, yeah. uh, that kind of stocking up. But, but, you know, and I see this, this beautiful Art Deco bottle that I'm like, oh my goodness, I got We got to try this. And then I see Puncher's <laughs> Chance. And to say trying too hard you know what no that's not it that's not it uh you remember sex panther from anchorman <laughs> can i say that on this show i think i can say that on this show i think you can yeah i, I think you can that, that let's just clarify and anchorman the uh you know uh, epic award-winning movie <laughs> <laughs> that we all know and love uh that they referred to a um uh cologne so it was a um it was a cologne it was it was cologne and it was called sex panther and you know it had a certain mystique about it and so it, yeah the the bottle of puncher's chance kind of uh kind of leans into that everything bit, about right? it communicates sex panther like it's 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 you know you've got this big 
like it's it's a black kind of like it's a tiger old school. it's a tiger no, no it's a tiger that's on it but like the bottle itself is kind of like this you know if you think about like like a pirate holding like a, a thing of rum like an old school like jug of rum yeah. type it's that kind of shape and it's black yeah. but not the glass black like this is like a plastic like a wrap matte, yeah yeah like a matte matte uh black kind of uh yeah almost like a vinyl yeah kind of thing. and right yeah. down the side of it is a Bengal tiger who is ready to pounce. This looks like this looks like if Michael Bay was a bourbon, this is what we're talking about. This is this is Puncher's chance. And so I got I'm curious. I'm curious. Did you taste it or did you look it up first? I'm I just I'm just curious. No, I, I tried it. I, this is something I – so it, this was great. Prepping for this episode was fun this week. My wife and I um, were uh, fortunate enough. We uh, – it just the right timing. I was at just the right point where I was going to start prepping for uh, the podcast. And, and she had just gotten the kids down to bed. And it was like in the evening where we both actually uh, had some free time at the same time. And I was like, well, you want to try these whiskeys with me? And we could kind of compare notes. And, you know, it gets her involved in the show. And – you know, it kind of bouncing ideas off each other and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And of course that this would happen on the, the week where, you know, we would get puncher's chance, uh, you know, this, these top shelf, uh, whiskeys and, um, (laughs) and I, I have the look on her face, like of, of just, just utter disgust. Like it, (laughs) you, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it, it was one of those things. And I, you know, I, me, you know me, I'm more diplomatic and my wife is more, she's a left brain one that's, you know, just, you know, okay, well, let's, let's get the truth out there right, and right. then, you know, and move on to the next thing. Like, you know, we're very right or left brain, you know, A plus B equals C. This makes sense. And I, I'm the one that's like, well, let's talk about the feelings and emotions and well, maybe they were going for this and maybe they were going for that. And it, it did just, it, well, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I, there was nothing I could give it. Like it, it, it it's something, it, it, it is really something. Um, you know, I, I, I just want to quote this from their website. Oh, good. All right. I have this, this written down too, but I was, yeah, go for it. Go for it. The, the, well, there's so much to, to, there's so much to, to quote from their website. And go to their says, website, in, by the way, because the website please. is like, yes, everything that we're talking about in terms of the visuals is communicated in the website. So please, yes. Punchershancebourbon.com. But it, it, it is, quote, inspired by two great American traditions, whiskey and fighting for what we believe. <laughs> <laughs> and I um I, I just I man I just it it definitely makes me want to fight. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> it definitely makes me want to fight. I um so so they explicitly explicitly say that this the inspiration behind this because what puncher's chance like what does that even mean like what what do you, what do you what is that? Like what a puncher's chance? Okay, you're punching, and well, you got a chance at maybe landing a good hit or something. I figured so, if you punched hey, the tiger, then you have a chance of surviving. Is that not okay? That they explicitly said that the inspiration behind the debut of Puncher's Chance was. Are 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 you ready for it? Hit me, Mike Tyson. Boom, <laughs> and and so. <laughs> 
I, I just I, I don't know. So okay, let, let's let's talk about the let's talk about the flavor a little bit, right? We we want to give it a, a fair enough shot. I, and I did. I mean, I you know I went into this. I didn't see the artwork. I didn't see the bottle. I just I just drank the the uh, the the product. They say it's bourbon, and so I'll just believe them. Uh, they say it's seventy five percent corn, thirteen percent rye, and twelve percent barley. The nose on it is very pleasant. It has a very pleasant nose. It's got that you know cinnamon sugar. Uh, nose to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's just very, very pleasant. The, your initial palate, it's mild. Wow. You're being really, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are a few caramel notes with some almond flavor. Sure. Almond and, extract. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and, and then it just devolves into this sour, sourness. And it, and it, and the sourness lingers. The finish is incredibly long and it, and it, and it just, that sour, sourness just lingers on, on your, on your tongue, and it's not the back of your tongue, it's not the front of your tongue. It's just, it's just kind of your whole mouth. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if I may, to quote Anchorman, it stings the nostrils. It does sting the nostrils. It's <laughs> a potent flavor. I've got to tell you that that tastes awful. <laughs> I man, I you know, and I, so I, you go digging around the internet, and you and you and you see, okay, well, th- I think this is absolutely terrible, and and so you start, you know, kind of trolling around for. Not trolling, but you know, you, you're seeking around for what are what are other people? Yeah, like who's the, who's the person um, who's saying this is good? Sure, yeah. And 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 there are some people out Absolutely. there that 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 are, and they, they they swear that they have not been paid by the brand to say these things, and so so that's that's great, you know. Um, uh, Puncher's Chance, they say it's a blend of four, five, and six year old whiskeys, uh, made in the heart of Kentucky. Uh, it's kind of kind of uh, elusive on you know who you know who's bottling this stuff and everything it, it is made at wolf or made by wolf spirit distillery uh, based in Eugene Oregon uh, which is a newer distillery it's uh, it was founded in 2017 and then the puncher's chance uh, came out in the middle of uh, of covid last year with Mike Tyson being its inspiration so so I'm wondering if maybe the sourness is like like Evander Holyfield's ear like is that <laughs> <laughs> or you know, I just I just don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I, I sat there and tried it with my wife, and she looks at me and she says, "You're going to talk about this on your podcast." <laughs> Okay, so this is the thing, though. This is I think this is great because this this we're expanding people's palates, John no, David. That's right. That's like, exactly this, right. It's good. Uh, by the way, I love that it's inspired by Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Who like you know sign his name to oh no he won't sign his name to anything but I mean like this is proof of it he won't sign his name to anything but that's uh that's 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 hilarious um yeah you know I I wanted to give you a challenge and see what you would do with the really bad whiskey I I want to say that that was my plan all along but it's not I saw a tiger we just had a tiger. And I wanted to get the tiger bourbon. And then I, as soon as I drank it, I thought, why? Why did I, what? No, I need to do research before buying these things. I tell you, man, it was, it was tough. It it was, uh, we couldn't, I couldn't finish the drink. No, I have never in the history of Squire Select gotten a message from you before the episode Right. Questioning what on earth was going on? <laughs> no, no. I think my my exact verbatim thing thing I said was, "Did someone give this to you?" Right. Because right. if one of our listeners gave this to you, I was just I didn't want to I didn't want to pounce I didn't want to tiger pounce so hard. You right. know what I mean? But yeah, like that yeah, you yeah. you bought this on with your own money on your own volition from your own poor judgment and 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 so I feel comfortable in saying it's just awful. <laughs> 
it's it's rough. It's rough. If you're gonna drink it, drink it on ice. Uh, in fact, what you need to do this is exactly what you do. You you pour it. You uh, get some ice in a glass to chill the glass. You pour it over that ice. Then you strain the uh, puncher's chance out of the glass, and then you just chew, chew on the ice. And then um, you know, there you go. That's how you drink it. Yeah, we 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 happen to have you know it's so hard to get your hands on Buffalo Trace nowadays, and and we happen to have a bottle at, at the at the house. I was able to get my hands on not too long ago, and mm. as soon as we downed this stuff, <laughs> I, I I I went and and chased it with Buffalo Trace. Uh, I, I was like, I have to I have to swish it with a little bit of water and then try to get. Uh, get this out of my mouth. It, it was just hey, look. If you try this and you like it, we want to hear from you. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah, we want to. Not in that. a judgmental way. Like I want to know. I want to know why you like this. Like exactly. get, help help me understand the palate that would enjoy Puncher's Chance. Yeah. I paired this with a tobacco that that I know stands alone in its own right and is strong enough to cover over everything bad in the world. Interesting. All right. So there were two ways I thought you would take that. And that was certainly one of them. So what, what did you choose? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could have gone the route of like, okay, well, how do you pick something equally like yeah, just trash double trash. down on it? Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, it's almost like, you, you know, you're, um, you know, the something that's so bad. It's, it's like, you know, um, it, I, I don't know. Just it's either do you look at the train wreck and buy into it, or do you um, do, you, do you try to try to redeem and, and go in that direction? So we went in that uh, in that in that direction. Uh, man, I went with How the Wind uh, from Ratchery's. Okay, um, huh. How the yeah. Wind, of course. Um, one of the man, it's just a great great tobacco. Been around a long time. Uh, Ratchery's uh, over the years, of course, has been a little harder to get. You know, as it's had a little bit of a scarcity uh, made by coal in Germany. How the Wind is unusually strong uh, Virginia-based mixture. Uh, fire-cured Kentuckys are added to a base of Virginia's, and Perique completes the mixture, uh, and then it's pressed and hand-rubbed uh, apart. And it's uh, it's just a great tobacco. It's one of those that, like I said, it might be a little harder for you to get your hands on nowadays. It's not esoterica hard, but it certainly is uh, is not you know just sitting on the shelf all the time. And it's a it's a great tobacco. This is something that has a little bit, I think, to offer everybody. It's a relatively, to me, it's a relatively full-bodied uh, tobacco that has a strong room note to it. And so I wanted something that would kind of kind of take over and just be redemptive in every way possible. And so <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good tobacco, uh, How the Wind. It's powerful. It's bright and spicy with a lingering note of uh, dark fruit, which I think anytime you have that dark stone fruit, it does a good job of kind of um, kind of kind of you know overpowering kind of uh, in a silky way, just kind of taking over your palate uh, in, a, in a way that kind of coats your tongue. And so I really appreciated that in this this experience. Um, you know, the main thing it's an excellent tobacco with a very distinctive taste. Kind of helped me um, recover. So. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, the funny thing is I'm still drinking this thing. And part of me is just like, you know, well, it's here. So I can't, for it. I can't finish it. I really can't. It's, it's, it's a rough uh, one, man. It really is. Something. I'm proud of it's you. Something. I'm proud of you, though. I'm proud of you taking the high road on this. Like, that's I, that's it's good. It's the country square way. You know, we, we take the high road. So. Like, more often than not. But occasionally we do. We do double in the hamster cage. So I wanted to tee you up and see what happens. So that, that worked oh, out pretty well. Yep. Well, hey, uh, that, that's our thoughts on these uh, these pairings. Uh, let us know your thoughts. And again, like John David said, if you happen to be if you think that we dogged your like home, 
you know, your, 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 your cabinet bourbon of choice, whatever it is that you drink on a regular, if you are like a puncher's chance, like loyalist, like educate us, let us know, like never let it, like, first of all, everything's subjective. Second of all, like never let us, uh, never let us hate on what you love. Like, like, you know, set your case. We will not, we will not troll you. We, we, we will troll your beverage, but we will not troll you. That is, that is absolutely true. Your Mike Tyson inspired bourbon. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson has inspired some great things. This is not one of them. Uh, all right. <laughs> Man, speaking of great things, I want to tell people about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. We love talking about Missouri Meerschaum every single week because they're an important part of what makes this show tick. We're so happy, of course, to continue to uh, talk and promote their Old Dominion clay pipes, which have become such a big hit since they've merged with Missouri Meerschaum and are now available from the Missouri Meerschaum online store. If you go to corncobpipe.com, you can buy your own Old Dominion clay pipes. And uh, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I've talked about clay being the perfect material along with a corncob or a Meerschaum to try the, the distinctive uh, tobacco flavors to get the uh, pure flavor of the tobacco itself, especially when I'm working on a new blend, I'm often popping them uh, in a uh, in a clay pipe in order to uh, really taste the nuances uh, without any distraction. And so they just do a good job with that. Very inexpensive. Go to corncobpipe.com and they'll ship uh, Old Dominion clay pipe right to your front door. There you go. And hey, when you get one, be sure to take a picture of it and uh, tweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri no, we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Pipe 
question of the week. This week coming in from Wilson, a.k.a. the Spurgeon Piper, who uh, writes in saying, Hey, Bo and John David, question for the show. What is a blend that has left an impression on you, whether good or bad? Several blends mm. have been uh, ingrained in mind for both wonderful and not so wonderful reasons. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that could be like a show, honestly. Hmm. Like, this is a great yeah. question. So thank yeah. you guys so much for what you do and regularly point to you guys to uh to answer some of these uh these questions be blessed and again that is wilson aka the spurgeon piper all right this is a great question great question yeah, yeah i you know it ingrained in my mind for uh different reasons i i don't have a i don't really have a pipe tobacco that is ingrained in my mind for not wonderful reasons although i it seems like really? i should well i mean really? it seems like i should i mean there's tobaccos that i you know don't like at all. I mean, I, you know, I, I'll never, ever again smoke a, uh, is it, is it Lakeland dark from Samuel Gaywith? Like I'll just, I'll never smoke that again. Like I, I if I want to taste that, I'll go to Bath and Body Works and crack open uh, a bottle of shampoo. Like that's, right, that's right. just what I'll do. So, um, you know, Samuel Gaywith, uh, black XX, um, you know, if I want to taste that, I'll go lick uh, the the you know grizzle off the bottom of the uh, barbecue grill. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, know yeah. I mean, well, you know, if you if, if you are missing part of your brain, maybe. Um, <laughs> so you know, there is that, but uh, you know, I, I so I can't really think of though, like you know ingrained uh for not so wonderful experiences i guess those would come to mind if i just really don't like the flavor of them but you know i I, i've talked about you know a lot of the same blends over and over the years as i've enjoyed them uh you know built my uh the fence in my backyard smoking orlick golden sliced and of course uh you know went through a phase uh right after i kind of got real healthy uh, mentally and spiritually uh, where I smoked a whole lot of uh, the Valen Tobacco number 14, their Virginia Flake, just so, so precious to me in a lot of ways. Um, one that comes to mind, though, that I haven't mentioned in a while uh, is Deception Past from Seattle Pipe Club. And um, that's a, it's a, it's a great tobacco. It's a, it's a good tobacco for Virginia lovers, for uh, folks that like a mild blend with just a dash of Perique. And I guess, you know, you say mild, it's probably more medium bodied, but it's a blend that uh, comes to mind uh, right after the Chicago Pipe Show uh, a few years ago. I got back home and I just had all these uh, beautiful pipes and it was really pretty weather. It was kind of, uh, you know, springtime in, in, in Jackson. It was one of those days. And I just had this vivid memory of sitting on my front porch at the time, just enjoying Deception Pass in this uh, in this big claw uh, Meersham that I bought and, uh, at the show. And, um, and, and that's one of those like singular moments that just as a pipe smoker, you just come back to, you know, a lot of times I think pipe smoking is kind of, do you play golf, Bo? I don't, you don't, you don't play golf, do you? No, I mean, I, I've, I've dabbled, but no, not on. Yeah. Any kind okay. Of the, the, you know, golf is, is, is just terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the worst. Golf is awful. Like there's, you know, there's, um, the worst things I've ever said in my life have been either <laughs> on the golf course or during the egg bowl every year, uh, in, in, uh, at, at Thanksgiving. But right. it, w- one thing about golf though, they say about golf is what keeps you roped into golf is that one hit that you make that one stroke that's perfect. And you, you could go out there and hit 50 different, you know, strokes, but you hit that one ball one time and it's so perfect, even if it's a total fluke, 
that that's the one that keeps you coming back. <laughs> and, nice. and sitting on that front porch, not that pipe smoking is like difficult, like golf or anything, but like, you know, sitting on that front porch and smoking that tobacco on that day, the deception pass out of that specific pipe, that's a memory in my mind. It was so good and so pure and the moment was so right that hmm. that's something I say to myself like, oh, no, that's why I like a pipe. I remember that specific that day wasn't, you know, particularly important for anything. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't any kind of big event that was happening. But but I remember that bowl being so good uh, that I come back to that tobacco over and over and I say that that's the reason I smoke a pipe. So um, so I'll, I'll submit that to you. OK. All right. That's pretty good. I've got two positive and I, I guess I'll save my negative because it's, it's giving me ideas for the future. <laughs> And even the positive one, I'm kind of thinking like, man, maybe this is a future Valentine's Day special to all the pipe tobaccos we've loved before or something like that. But (laughs) I got to tell you, so two of them come to mind. One is, and I don't know the name of it, but it was a pumpkin vanilla blend that was given Mm. to me. And I, I like when I was in Vegas many years ago, I believe it was Hock to the Love Doctor. Uh, We were, we we met up at like a restaurant in, uh, in and around Vegas and he brought some different pipe tobaccos uh, for me to try from his his, uh, his cellar. And one of them was just the most bizarre thing. And it was, like I said, this pumpkin vanilla spice. And like not, not yeah, to say spices is not even right per se, because it was really mm-hmm. almost more of like a candy type of, you know, flavor profile on the palate wheel, you know? Yep. And it was fantastic. And it was really, really good. It sounds terrible. You know, there's no way you can say like pumpkin vanilla and pipe tobacco together and think anything good can come from it. Yeah. But- and I'm, I'm, I actually remember, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make it my mission to find the tobacco you're talking about, because yeah. I remember you coming home from that and, and uh, having met with Hockter and, and him giving you that tobacco and it's from a shop and I, I've got to try to remember the name of that shop. It's, it's from a shop that's relatively well known and, uh, they produce that tobacco. It's um, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back to it, and I, I'm, like, I'm hoping be- I'm hoping before the ep- end of the episode, I'll uh, I'll be able to call it. Yeah, <laughs> like Sleepy Hollow, maybe or Headless Horseman or something like that. I think it might have been Sleepy Hollow. That that might be it. I, I just remember, you know. Anyway, it was really good, and I was just shocked. I remember it's one of those tobaccos that kind of changed me <laughs> to some yeah. extent. Like yeah. I was like, huh? Because I mean, it's not like I didn't like aromatics before. I've I've enjoyed aromatics. I just never had an aromatic like that before and yeah sure. it was just such a bizarre and that delicious. was it it was str- that's right i don't know why this lost me of course of course strauss tobacconist a very well-known tobacconist in the yeah, upper midwest and in ohio columbus but yeah uh, uh sleepy hollow of course their uh cinnamon spice blend notes of pumpkin warm uh bread uh mild vanilla with a finish of pumpkin uh and so um you know it, it's something that uh you definitely ought to try from them if you get the chance to yeah and i i had totally forgotten that but I, I remember that experience you came home from that and you were like that that that's one of those times where you you recommitted to pipe smoking you know? <laughs> it was like it's like interesting but that's the thing like in terms of aromatics that's what kind of like woke like woke me up a little bit in terms of yeah, aromatics I was sure. like oh this is really interesting and there was an english as well but maybe that's a maybe that's a topic for the future because i need to look it back up it was a nat sherman and it was a number and there's no way i could regurgitate it but nope <laughs> there was, yeah, there was a Nat Sherman English blend that really just absolutely made me realize, oh, I like English. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. not just an aromatic smoker. This is fascinating. 
which was really good. But no, the, and the other one in terms of like really positive memories is uh, Rivendell, man. I was uh, like just for Hobbit yeah. Day, I was busting out my Rivendell and I actually did a live, uh, a YouTube live. And, and by the way, thanks to everybody who was able to tune in for that. It was very spur of the moment. And uh, we had a great, great little showing and getting to connect with folks. And man, I was smoking that and I was kind of, you know, keeping in that aromatic tradition. I was like, man. I forgot this was chocolatey. I forgot yeah. this had cocoa in it. I was like, man. And and part of me was wondering, A, you know, did, did I just never know this? Or B, has my palate finally gotten to the place where I'm now able to pull out things that early on I could not identify? You know what I mean? Because it's been yeah, a minute I, since I've smoked Rivendell. I bet there's some of both. Yeah, I bet there is a, a sense in which, um, you know, your palate's become a little more sophisticated and, and maybe you, you know, never knew that uh, that it had that uh, cocoa element in there. Rivendell, of course, one of our house blends that uh, we make, it's a it's a burly uh, Cavendish mixture that's uh, lightly cased and it, it has a really, really... I, I, I love the ingredients we work with on, on Rivendell, particularly the Burley. It's a fun tobacco to work with, but we are very delicate in how we uh, case that tobacco. And it's got a um, just a really nice kind of baking cocoa uh, topping on there that's just very pleasant and uh, and and really does evoke, uh, you know, like a nice sweet bread or something. So um, so good. I'm, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, man. And don't don't mishear me. I'm not comparing these two tobacco because if you hear the pumpkin spice and be like, oh, you like that? And then you're like, well, I'm not going to like Rivendell. No, you'll love Rivendell. Everybody loves Rivendell. Like, it's it's a fantastic pipe tobacco. And honestly, the other one, I really encourage people to pick up some Sleepy Hollow if you're able to get your hands on it just to just to try it because it's so very different. Yeah, it's been a long different. time since I've had it. I need to I need to see if I can get my hands on some again and and try it. But uh, of course, Strauss Tobacconist, uh, you know, well known uh, pipe shop up in the Ohio area. So uh, be sure to check them out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, great question. I mean, honestly, yeah, that, from the, from the Spurgeon Piper too, man. Uh, long time yeah. uh, friend of the show, and um, man, we uh, we appreciate you writing in. Absolutely. Well, hey, if you've got a question for us, be sure to send it in. That show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Hey, so this first one actually comes in from a new uh, Pipe Club member, Mark Fulmer. Fulmer? Fulmer. I I went so, what did I say? Mike, I called him Mike uh, Milner, Fulmer earlier. (laughs) Where man. you get this stuff from? Because <laughs> because Mueller, uh, yeah, the, the dyslexic mind is really a chaotic place. Yeah, it's whatever. it's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. th- this is from Mark, of course, new pilgrim and supporter of the show. He says, "I have enjoyed your podcast a long time. The knowledge you share has allowed me to develop my enjoyment of the pipe. Started smoking a pipe as a freshman in college. I enjoyed it, but stopped. I did not know how much. I did not have the patience to learn." I picked mm. it up again a few years ago about the time I found your podcast. You gave me the skills and better understanding of how to appreciate fine tobacco. I was prompted to pick my pipe up again due to what I was uh, uh, teaching. He says he's a professor of psychology uh, discussing neuro enhancements. I presented the current research uh, and nicotine is a more powerful neuro enhancer than most, if not all other compounds. I decided to listen to myself and try my pipe again. I'm glad I did. <laughs> And uh, thank you. And again, that is from uh, Mark Fulmer. Yeah, man, Mark, th- thanks for thanks for the feedback, and of course, thanks for uh, you know joining the um, the pipe club over at Patreon as well. Um, yeah, you know, th- so many of the negative uh, we-, we associate nicotine as a negative uh, th- thing. Uh, a-, a lot of the uh, nicotine itself is not as much the problem as. 
uh, as the carcinogens that go with uh, tobacco smoke. And, and that, that's why the key is so important with the pipe that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, you know, good for you, like taking vitamins, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, you're not inhaling the smoke and that's the, you know, where nicotine comes into play is that you get addicted to the, uh, to the smoking process. And so therefore, you know, you uh, do it more and then the carcinogens are in your lungs more, which make it worse and worse. So it's a sick cycle. But with the pipe, you, you have much less of that because uh, you're not inhaling the smoke. The exposure to nicotine is so much less uh, in your mouth and, and that kind of thing. So um, and, and nicotine in itself is a is an interesting stimulant. There's some interesting research done around that, this uh, neuroenhancer uh, kind of concept that you've uh, you know much more about than I ever will. But um, so anyway, that's great, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for writing in. We appreciate that. Man, the pipe in academia, that might be something to think about for a future pipe culture exploration. I'm, yeah. I'm, that's, a, that's interesting. We've, we've had a couple of different professors kind of message into the show lately, so it may, might yeah. be something kind of cool there. Okay. Um, well, hey, thank you so much for this. And hey, if you've got some listener feedback for the show, head over to show or email us rather at show at countrysquireradio.com. You can, of course, keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow John David at John David Cole or the shop at underscore Country Squire or the show at Squire Radio. But all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. John David Cole, we have, we have drunken some uh, good whiskey and we have drunken some not good whiskey but you have you have somehow managed to pair them both with some fine pipe tobacco and for oh, that man i tip my hat to you sir <laughs> i hope it was a, a worthy uh, a worthy effort but uh we we did try and uh, enjoyed the experience uh and lived to talk about it so that was great <laughs> <laughs> well all right well there you go hey let us uh <laughs> the night is young but hey man let's go have a day see you brother Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.